Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Seavers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. Pastor Corey, good to be back with you for our uh, more traditional podcast, uh, our weekly podcast, where we always focus some time on the scripture, but we also do a few other things. So uh, We do. We, uh, we, we talk about some community happenings, and we focus in on our weekly scripture. And sometimes you drop amazing jokes. Sometimes, uh, yeah. Yeah. I you know I don't I don't have a joke, but I found something online. I was curious to get your perspective on. Oh, it, we don't have a news of the spider segment, which we, we, we don't. Do. So this, this um, will fill that. Oh, yeah, okay. for people maybe. So it it comes across my new my news feed in Facebook as from something called Faithtopia. I don't even know what that is. Mm. Um, and then it says. Chocolate-covered pickles are the perfectly unlikely sweet and salty snack to kill a craving. Chocolate-covered pickles. Like, what kind of chocolate and what kind of pickle? Well, it looks like, I don't know. It looks like a dill pickle, just a traditional dill pickle. Not a sweet and sour pickle. With milk chocolate over it. Milk chocolate. And uh, what, 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 what's the darkness level there? The chocolate, Tim, is it? Uh, it's a milk chocolate darkness, however, whatever it, percentage that is. <laughs> I, I, it, I'm asking you questions. That you do not have the data. To, is, it, is it like they dipped it in a fondue or it's dipped and hardened? Can you tell that? It's like dipped and hardened. Um, so it's like a crunchy shell around the pickle. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was curious I, if you would try that. <laughs> I would try it and I would try it on the podcast if okay. you if we could make that happen. Um, here's the thing. I love chocolate. Not a, I'm not like crazy chocolate person. Uh, like I would take potato chips over chocolate because they're the salty thing is bigger for or me. Or a right? chocolate dipped potato chip. I've had that, but it, oh. this is related. Like yeah. you get two things together and it's the bacon maple donut maybe, you know, Maple bar may be an exception okay. uh, where it enhances both in a sense done perfectly. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I like a good pickle. Yeah. Yeah. And I like a good chocolate. I, I if it ruins my pickle, I don't want it, you know, and that's what like a good potato chip. I, I don't know if I want the chocolate. I've, I've had that, you know, the dipped. Um, yeah. Yeah. Chocolate potato chip. Potato chip. So, but. Uh, I, if it makes an experience that is better, um, let's, let's try it. I mean, maybe it's what our lives have been missing. I mean, we have imperfect lives. We're searching for perfect peace and maybe this is the key. I think it's Jesus, but maybe, maybe it's part of the journey. <laughs> maybe it's part of the journey. Maybe the Lord's put it out there for us to discover Tim. Maybe. Okay. Well, I was just well, yeah. about that. Yeah. Did you hear about my uh, friend who got stuck in a hole? No. You know his name? <laughs> no, what? Phil. Phil, yeah. <laughs> That's you know, the guy that he called to get him out. Yes. Doug. Doug, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one you told this morning on the bus? He 
I, I told the first part. Yeah. He, he, but after, you know, rescuing so many people from holes, Doug got tired of that. Yeah. You know, so he decided to go by his full name that his mom called him. Uh, yeah. He, Douglas. 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 Yeah. He didn't want to get people out of holes anymore. <laughs> that's good. All right. I don't know if that's good, but we'll I don't know. Either. So, um, <laughs> Today, as we get started, we wanted to talk a little bit about some community news. Um, community of, news. A couple of things going on at the high school. Um, one of which is the Vicotics team is kind of uh, ramping up. What their, is Vicotics? In case there's listeners who don't know, Tim, what is Vicotics? So the Vicotics. We don't have Vicotics in New Zealand or other far from flung. Plum, they might but it might be something you'd find more like in uh norway though or uh you know norway. Where the vikings came from oh well well let's focus on yeah actually our friend who is in uh new zealand who we're referencing who listens to the show worked for a robotics company so oh, he actually knows but uh-huh. other people may not know what is vicotics Tim? well it's our vicotics is our team uh of students here that participates in the first robotics competitions uh, first robotics what is that it's a organization around around the world uh that connects kids into um i'm not gonna get i don't know the official like what do they do tim just tell us but basically they, they design a competition uh and high schools around the world put they build a robot to compete in the competition and then they go uh-huh. to various competitions advance through different levels there's like local regional state and then there's a world championship and all that kind of stuff and and so our team i i think they get introduced to the project in january and then they have a limited amount of time to build their robot test it make sure it works and then you go into competition season which starts in march um so they're they're, they're building like crazy a robot right now at the right high now, school yeah yeah electronics computer programming mechanical yeah and it's got to do all the tasks and then they're all um, remote controlled and stuff and oh wow um, there's they're pretty cool it's pretty interesting to go to the competitions and see uh and see them at work um and they there are different tasks that are part of the competition that they build their robot to do. And then you have to build teams at the competition and you build on the strengths of different, um, uh, of the different robots. And so you put together a team that you think can do all of the tasks the best. And, and robot, work. they have to climb this year. They have to climb and do some special stuff. I've heard. Um, yeah, and they usually climb shoot, and move and shoot balls at some target and do different things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's intense. It's fun to watch. You can watch it online, maybe in person this year. I don't know. So the Vicotics is the team name of our team locally here. Do they have a fundraiser coming up that we want to plug? Uh, Uh, I don't know the details right now, but I just wanted to mention it, that they're looking at doing a spaghetti fundraiser. um, And so we'll have details about that coming soon. And so if you're out there and you want to support the Vicotics and their work, make sure they're able to get to their competitions. and and do well you'll be able to do that by participating in the spaghetti dinner so, so we'll try to follow up with that yeah, specific that, info yeah. that reminds me mark sawyer who is uh kind of the head of our local vicotics he's also um head of our local young life and they have a day of prayer if you're a person of prayer it's coming up march 1st uh, you can contact us for more information i think uh online and in-person worship this week will have a 
kind of video commercial about it uh, from the regional Young Life director. But a day of prayer coming up on March 1st for Young Life, an important ministry to reach uh, young people for Christ. Um, and so that is coming up. Uh, next community thing is basketball. What? Uh, is that a community yeah. thing? Yeah. It's you like know, a every day we drive our bus to Garfield School. Uh, I don't know. Sometime last week, the state bank po- painted uh, like a Go Vikings thing in their window. Did you see that? Yeah. That's yeah, because they, they, they went to the district championship game against Colton. Unfortunately, they lost. Uh, it was a close game. Uh, they've beaten Colton twice this year, but uh, Colton came out on top. So we're second in district. We're going to state. We have a Saturday seeding kind of play-in regional game this Saturday um, against Wilbur Creston, but they have to play in a neutral site. So it's all the way in Wenatchee, which is much closer to Wilbur Creston than us, by the way. But anyway, so we will be playing in Wenatchee against Wilbur Creston. Um, this Saturday, and I believe it's an afternoon game. Uh, you may be able to watch it on the NFHS network. You have to subscribe to watch that. Um, but you can just be rooting for our Lady Vikings. Had a great season. They will be playing in the state tournament one way or another in Spokane. But it, if they win this one, they don't have to play Wednesday next week. If they lose, they play Wednesday, and it's a loser out game. And then you're just done. So they really want to win this one and and head to the second day of the state tournament and and go from there. So, um, cool. yeah. Well, that's exciting. Uh, so where where is Wilbur Creston? Well, Wilbur Creston, Tim, are two different towns. OK. And they they are both located on Highway 2, which runs east, west and Washington state. And uh, so if you're driving from Spokane, you'll bump into Creston first and then Wilbur. Um, They're a couple hours away or west of Spokane, um, depending on your rate of travel. (laughs) So uh, you go by helicopter, it's a little faster. Wilbur has a couple of great places to get hamburgers and uh, really tall ice cream cone if you're interested in soft serve ice cream so um yeah so and they traditionally have good sports teams and they're kind of like us in that they combine for sports i don't know if they're a co-op district but uh yeah i don't know much about their team or anything i'll be driving the bus lord willing um saturday and lord willing the bus will get there in one piece so that's kind of an inside joke about our buses. Uh, we're nursing never, along. never a guarantee these days. It seems like never a guarantee. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so and, and I don't know if we're going to be driving through the towns for some kind of parade, or if we're going to wait until we go to Spokane for that. I'm guessing, you know, in our small towns, we like to do that. So I'm guessing once we are actually going to state next week, next we'll week. probably do some. Uh, some loops and there might be a, a, a bus parade, so to speak. Uh, we'll see about that. So yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Cool. So those are the, some community things, some stuff with our church community. Uh, and we want to be a real community of faith, you know, not just people place where people have worship services, but we're preparing people to have real faith in the real communities here. And that means that we have to be real about our imperfect lives. Um, we talk about depending on Jesus to restore our imperfect lives. And this year, our theme for the season of Lent, the, 
Lent is the season where we pray and, and rest and renew and recharge as we get closer and closer to Easter, Resurrection Sunday. It's a six-week season, and we do some intentional things during Lent, and we have a theme. Usually our theme this year is imperfect lives with perfect peace, and we thought this would be a really good theme because people are always needing peace. And we all think each other have imperfect lives. The truth is everybody's life is imperfect. Uh, not just the people who disagree with you on politics or COVID or masks or whatever. We're all messed up in some ways and we're, we're all seeking peace. And so how do we, how do we with our imperfect lives and imperfect families, imperfect communities, how do we um, receive God's perfect peace? That's our big theme for Lent. And Lent kicks off uh, March 2nd. So this we're recording this on a Wednesday. Uh, next Wednesday, March 2nd, uh, is Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent. And tell us about Ash Wednesday, Tim. What is it? What are we going to be doing? Why do we do it? All that good stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, Ash Wednesday, um, as you said, is the start of the Lent season. Uh, and one of the things, or uh, it's really a time where we focus on um, our mortality, our uh, frailty, uh, but really we do that not, it's, it's not like depressed. <laughs> I mean, that sounds kind of terrible, right? But, but it focuses our attention uh, on where our hope is uh, and, and our hope that comes uh, for real life through Christ and, and, so that's how you kick off the season. And, and we, we, uh, if you want to be real in your face, you got to be real that we're, we could die. Right. Yep. Yep. Anyway, we don't know when we don't know how many days we have. God knows, but we want to be real about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we start the, the season with a couple of Ash Wednesday services. And so a couple of years ago, we started one in the morning. That's a drop in drive by, um coffee and ashes we call it we make up some coffee on your way to work on your way to school you just want to get your you're just getting your day started um between 6 and 8 30 in the morning you can stop by the church parking lot and we'll have uh, a brief service uh, at your car or if you walk up you can come out to the table uh, you can grab a cup of coffee and we'll um do a brief prayer and you can receive the mark of the ashes on your forehead or hand, uh, whatever works for you. Uh, and then you start your day uh, kind of uh, maybe a little soberly thinking about uh, the, the themes of Ash Wednesday and Lent and that um, that you are mortal. Uh, and, and then in the evening, we'll offer a, a second service in the sanctuary uh, at 6.30 p.m., um it's just a little it's a it'll be a little warmer probably uh <laughs> inside who knows lately i was gonna i've got crystals on my window crystals of ice over oh, here on my outside window yeah so hopefully it's not as cold this next week as it is today but uh. yeah and then one of the one of the cool things i think is that we actually use the the ash we don't you can buy ash for ash wednesday you can get it from a catalog and uh, it comes all perfect and nice and whatever. Uh, but we don't do that. We actually burn the palm leaves from our previous Palm Sunday. So last year's Palm Sunday branches have been sitting in a closet for, you know, almost a year now. 
They're hermetically all sealed in an envelope. <laughs> They're all dried out. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to set them on fire. And Tonight. Turn them into ash, right? And this, the, is, this is the once a year that we sanction the youth group to start a fire. I know. It's crazy. And we talk to them about their mortality. And yeah. teenagers don't get talked to about that enough that, you know, life is a gift. But it, it also, you know, we're from the dust and to the dust we shall return. God is our hope. If it's just all natural, then then literally we're just from the earth and to the earth we return and there's no hope. But that's a scripture that is used on Ash Wednesday, dust to dust, right? Ashes to ashes kind of mentality. And it's meant to kind of wake us up like, man, um, the cycle of life uh, is we are all born and then we die without God's intervention. We don't have, I mean, we have the gift of life, but we don't have anything else. So, yeah. So that's that. That's Ash Wednesday. That's, so that's Ash Wednesday. And it, um, it's coming up. Yeah. Coming up March 2nd, yeah. 6.30 to 8 in the morning. As Tim said, you can drop by any time. It might be Tim or it might be me, uh, depending on some things. Uh, then the evening service is 6.30 on Wednesday. Um, you could come to both of them. You're, if you come and you don't want to receive the mark of ashes, that's okay. But what we'll be doing is dipping the our thumb in a mixture of uh, the ash and a little bit of olive oil, which is the traditional recipe. Um, and we make a sign of a cross on your forehead. And we, we say traditional words to you from the dust you came into the dust you shall return. And uh, it's a time to reflect that that's... That's true, uh, but there can be more that is true about us, right? Yeah. So it's a, I always find it a really meaningful service um, or really meaningful services, both of them. So I hope people come check it out, um, yeah. participate. And uh, I we don't, we should say this type of service, we don't offer a, a Zoom option. It's It's the type of thing that you have to, participate in and we tried it one year and all the ash got on the screen and then you had to wipe it off for every person and... <laughs> no we didn't no we didn't have a... <laughs> i just want to be clear <laughs> no, yeah. no we yeah we didn't actually try that no. that, that was funny so yeah so and then following ash wednesday we have the start of some other activities um the next wednesday is the start of our lent soup suppers Right. And yeah, you wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, so it's going to be Wednesday night, 630 with the with a devotional or sharing time at seven o'clock, which will be on Zoom or in person. But we're going to have soup and bread, a traditional thing that Christians do uh, during the season of Lent, simple meals together as a community. Anybody is invited and welcome. Invite your friends and neighbors um, and uh, we, we break bread together. We give thanks. And we're also going to hear um, some sharing from me and sharing from others as the season goes on uh, about how do we in a real community really wanting to practice our faith, uh, how do we with imperfect lives have perfect peace? Mm -hmm. So what are some things that we can do for ourselves, for our family um, in real life to have a bit more of God's peace? So we're going to talk about life and death matters. Uh, 
We're going to talk about humility. We're going to talk about grieving with people who grieve. We're going to talk about preparing for your own death. Um, stuff that sounds sobering, but if you if you really participate in it, I think it's and and you trust Christ in the process. I think it's going to bring you a lot of peace. So and 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 we have good soup. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and we did we have we had soup in a while tim i mean real soup no um i mean it's it's been two years well we did we did the virtual thing you and i and then we didn't do it last, last year we didn't do yeah, we, didn't do soup. yeah. So we haven't had soup we'll have to actually literally dust off our soup uh plates our soup, yeah, super soup plates. We, we, you and I have yours is better than mine, but uh, might get mine upgraded. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so we, we there'll be soup signups, uh, lots of S's there, and um, bread signups, and they're good meals, but you can participate online. So if you live at a distance, uh, we'll be making the Zoom link available. Um, Will we do Zoom or will we do YouTube? That'll be a question. We'll figure that out. We'll make it known. Yeah. Okay. There's reasons to do one or the other. Okay. So, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we will. Cool. Well, I think that was all of the announcements and community news. So basically nothing going on. Nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. But that well, with our scripture, which is a real reason why we're here. <laughs> yeah, my mind this week has been full of hatred, Tim. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. We've got to do something about that. <laughs> no, it's because it's the text. It's the scripture. Oh, oh okay. Uh, Jesus yeah. talks about hatred in our scripture today and, the, and the, the hatred that can come if we follow him, that can come our way. Yeah. Uh, and so we're in John still, John 15, 18 through 25. We're getting closer and closer to Jesus going to the cross. He's preparing his followers uh, for their upcoming ministry and focusing in on key themes, I guess, is one way to look at these sections, whether it's, it's love, loving one another, the Holy Spirit, God's peace, really important stuff. Uh, but here he focuses on the reality that, that if you follow him, don't be surprised uh, if the world or people hate you because Jesus says they hated him before they're going to hate us, right? Um, and the evidence of that is just look at the persecution he faced and look at what happened to him. He's the, the son of God, you know, never did anybody wrong, really, and he ends up on the cross. And so he gives us this eye-opening message to his disciples that that there will be persecution um, by some folks. Not everybody is going to persecute us, um, but but there will be some. Um, yeah, so a tough section, but Jesus is always honest with us, right? So letting us know is better than not letting us know, I think. Mm. Um, so... Uh, he, he does say strong things like whoever hates me hates my father also. Like you can't say, Oh, I love God, but man, I hate Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that, that just doesn't work for Jesus that um, God, the father, God, the son are, are, are 
intertwined, interconnected. They're 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 both God, um, and so so hatred of Jesus um, is um, hatred of God is how Jesus sees it now. That, you either believe, yeah. That's really, I mean, that's really consistent with John's theological perspective, which starts in the very beginning of the book. And he says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And, you know, through him, all things are created. And Jesus later says, I and the father are one. And so it's just a continuation and, of that. Absolutely. Theology. Yeah. And, and, you know, even further, he continues in, in saying, Jesus in John says that, as the father has sent me, so am I sending you. And as in this section, as, you know, as they hated me first, they're going to hate you in previous section, as a father has loved me. So I have loved you, right. you know, so by extension, you know, if, if people hate uh, the, the people of Christ, they're in a way hating the body of Christ or Christ himself. Um, now we shouldn't give them reasons to hate us. This isn't licensed to like drive people nuts or, you know, we shouldn't be mean or jerky representatives of Christ, which sometimes some Christ followers seem to be. But Jesus is being real that some people are opposed to what Christ represents. You know, yeah. they're opposed to their their being a God or or admitting that you need sin or that you have sinned and that you need forgiveness. Um, some people are simply opposed to that. Yeah. Um and yeah, you know, but it also interests me. There are a lot of religious people, Christians themselves, or people who call themselves Christians, who are the the persecutors, right? Um, who are hating Christ by hating some of Christ's people. I mean, if we just look in our history, um, uh, some Christians hate on other Christians, um, and that should not should not be uh, and and it's also kind of popular today to be for some mostly younger people say well i love jesus but i hate the church mm. and that's like saying jesus i love your face but i hate your body you know i mean i just you know i um like uh, that that's not cool uh, now admitting mm -hmm. that some of christ's people sometimes are don't do what they should do but god god calls us to love one another and not to persecute one another, but he also wants us to know that even if we do our best, even if we are loving, uh, even if we seek justice, or maybe because we do those things, sometimes there will be those who oppose us, that, that there will be people who are against us. And if you read Acts, you know, the early church history, you'll see, you see it play out. You know, they go to communities, to tell people about Jesus and they face opposition, even when they're trying to be civil and courteous, um, they'll get, they get persecuted. So um, it's a reality of our history. So um, yeah. Do you think it has any connection to us wanting to live as Christ followers now, or is this more of a, a good scripture just to, you know, put on, you know, put in our memory bank or, um, but. Well, I'd probably skip over it if I could. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, no, You're I, joking. I am joking. Because <laughs> we have a value that we don't skip over we don't scripture. Skip over scripture yeah. no. Um, no, I think it, it does have to do, uh, it does have to do with us today. Um, 
I think one of the, I guess one of the things that comes to mind for me is, um, <laughs> I think about how sometimes in, in American Christianity, we say things about, oh, we're being persecuted. <laughs> and then I'm like, you've got to be kidding, right? I mean, like, <laughs> maybe, maybe something's a little uncomfortable or whatever, but, um, there continues to be in our world real persecution of the type that the apostles experienced in the early church even. Um, and we talked a little bit about that at Bible study. Um, you know, what it, you know, like what is real persecution today um, as it relates to what's Jesus saying? I guess that's a question the mute grab that tim uh, yeah, i can, can answer that, that. You, you yeah yeah so tim's gonna mute uh but i i i think that persecution can take different forms and as tim was saying sometimes in the west we're we may not be facing the persecution that a believer in saudi arabia could where if they convert it's the death penalty awaits them you know um but um or like during soviet times where if you had a bible or something you can get in trouble. And, uh, but, but we, we can face maybe social ostracizing or social discomfort. And, and I think, um, I think that is a type of potential persecution. Um, and now I think the Christian, you know, and I'll just speak for myself. Sometimes I, I don't want to face um, uh, or be uncomfortable in a social situation. So maybe I, I don't say, hey, could I pray for you? Or, hey, would you like to, to come to church sometime? Because I'm almost afraid that the response will be negative. And I think what Jesus, a strangely encouraging thing about this passage here in John 15 is he's like, hey, be yourself in a sense. You're, if you just live it out, sometimes you'll get rejection. But, you know, the other part that is we see in Jesus' ministry, the ministry of the disciples is sometimes you don't. Sometimes people welcome it. Um, so I think we have this fear in the West, even though we don't have what we call severe persecution very often. Um, but I know some of us live in a fear of not being accepted, um, or, uh, you know, we're not supposed to quote unquote, talk about religion and in, in public or something. So, uh, these, these written unwritten rules really. And so we don't maybe speak out when we're convicted to, we, we don't offer prayer or we don't invite somebody to consider what we believe because um, we think we'd be persecuting them by doing so, or, or we think that they'll mock us. And Jesus is saying in this, basically with this teaching, well, don't even worry about that stuff. You're going to face some difficulty. Just authentically represent me. If they if they end up hating you, they hated me first. You're a good company. Yeah. And he says in Matthew 5, blessed are you when you're persecuted for righteousness sake or blessed are you when you're persecuted for my name's sake. Right. You know, yeah. so if, if we offer somebody hope in the name of Christ or offer to pray for them, um, offer, invite them to worship or Bible study and they, and they reject us or even mock us. So be it, you know, and don't give up on them either. I mean, yeah. Um, you just reminded me, uh, you know, we take, uh, we're getting a lot of phone calls, Sievers. You need to go. 
No, I don't. I don't know what it is. The other one was a junk call. Oh, um, you mean? Okay, telemarketer. Nobody answered. You know, I, we get those a yeah. couple times a day. Um, what I was thinking about is, you know, we take the scripture section by section, which is an easier way for us to digest. Uh, that's not a good word. Uh, maybe it is <laughs> to understand. Try to understand what's going on, but. This is not separate from the rest of the Gospel of John or the rest of the Bible. And like you were saying, um, you were talking about the uh, the Beatitudes in Matthew, but there's elsewhere in, in John where we've, I, where where Jesus says, um, you know, in this world you'll have troubles, for instance, but take right. heart uh, because I have overcome the world. And so you have this theme that there's going to be trouble, there's going to be persecution. Uh, but also that there's um, that there's the hope uh, of uh, that Christ offers in overcoming uh, that. Maybe it doesn't mean you're not going to experience it or have it, you know. And we've talked about that. Um, he says right here, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to have difficulties. It's going to be hard, but I'm with you, you know. Right. And, and mm-hmm. so there's. Um, a beautiful that's just a beautiful truth that's not in our section but it's part of the scripture that we're looking at as a whole i think so absolutely agree and so it's a theme of christ in his teaching um and we don't need to go pursuing being martyrs or being persecuted because christ has said this he's just telling us it is a potential reality of following him. And I think definitely some Christians have gotten that wrong. Actually in ancient times, there was a movement that ended up being labeled the pseudo martyr movement because there were real martyrs who got basically, you know, honored for giving their life um, up for Christ, you know, thrown to the lions and burned at the stake, different things. And, um, and so there were others like, well, I want that attention. And, you know, they became known as the the pseudo martyrs where they went and sought the persecution or, you know, surrendered themselves for arrest when they weren't even, you know, being threatened. And, you know, where, and Jesus is saying that he's also saying, get out, don't get out the bullhorn and just tick people off on campus or on your city corner. You know, he's not saying invite people, make them mad. Um, I think we should have like a, a, a winsome kind approach in sharing um, the gospel and good news. And, and we should also be discerning. You know, there are times before Jesus was arrested, there were times where he disappeared. So he didn't get beat up or stoned. You know, Paul, when he had the option to run away, he most mostly did, you know, Uh, sometimes he, he went and faced the crowds and he was definitely arrested, but sometimes he, he didn't go into difficult places and, and ran away uh, so that he didn't face torture. Um, so anyway, uh, th- th- lots of pla- lots of things we could connect to in other places, but you're absolutely right um, to connect it to Jesus' upcoming scripture. You cited John 16, 33, which is one of my favorite verses. I just want to read it all here, even though it's not one of our verses for today. Maybe we can wrap up with this. Uh, John 16, 33 says, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace. Mm. We're really going to focus on this upcoming season that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, sometimes translated trials, troubles in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. 
I have overcome the world. And so that's a, a quick summary of Jesus teaching of this whole section, uh, multiple chapters where he's, he's saying, I'm being real with you, uh, but I'm saying these things so that you'll have security, wholeness in me, deep peace. Yeah, yeah. And you're going to have trials in the world, but take heart. I've overcome the world. There, that's our security. That's our peace. So, um, so this Sunday, looking forward to sharing the message about Jesus's realistic truth given to us that sometimes we'll face trouble. Um, so online, Zoom, no, not Zoom, online, YouTube or Facebook, uh, or uh, or in person. So, yeah. And uh, we'd welcome you to come back in person. Sunday school, which we should have mentioned at the front of this, right. is back and live and in person, age three, if, you're, if they're potty trained all the way up through fifth grade. Uh, we'd love to, to see your families back. Um, and yeah, in person or on Zoom for worship. Not on Zoom for worship. Oh, did I say Zoom again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In person, on Facebook, or YouTube. We yeah. are on Zoom now, but the worship <laughs> service is never on not Zoom. Beyond. No. So, okay. Well, that's great. And thank you, Pastor Corey. It's been good to be with you and to have a little bit of fun and to talk about the scriptures as always. Uh, thank you to the listeners and watchers for participating. So glad you could join us for this. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our Zoom studios here in the Rolling Hills of Palouse, Washington. And we Hope you have a blessed week and we hope to connect with you on Sunday, uh, either online or in person. So God bless you all and take care. Have a great week.